You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Hey, have you heard the big news? I'm starting an online community for Startup Nation next month. And I am looking for 20 founding members who want to work closely with myself to shape the community experience step-by-step. If you want to apply, go to blowuprocks.com. That's blowuprocks.com. Today, my featured guest is Chris Ducker. You can find him at youpreneur.com, youpreneur.com. Now, Chris is a serial entrepreneur and author of the best-selling books, Virtual Freedom, and more recently, Rise of the Youpreneur. That's you, Startup Nation. He's going to give you his secrets. He's going to give you uh, his top three tips and strategies to get you over that six-figure mark, as I do with every guest on this show. And hopefully, here's what I'm hoping, you're actually going to take one of these steps and implement them into your business. And if you do, they work. They work. They work. They're proven. So based in Cambridge, England, he's got that accent that just makes us all sound inferior here in the United (laughs) States. Uh, He owns and operates several businesses uh, that combined house over 350 full-time employees around the world. He's also a trusted international business mentor, keynote speaker, podcaster like myself. He's got the Youpreneur podcast, which is eight years strong. Um, He's kicking it, man. He's a blogger as well as the founder of Youpreneur.com, the world's fastest growing expert business education company. Now, Chris hosts the annual Youpreneur Summit, which is held in London each November and is the self-proclaimed proudest Brit doing business online. Again, you can find him at youpreneur.com or chrisducker.com. Chris, welcome to your first 100K, top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and take 30 seconds, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Well, that was it. Uh, you did it all. I've, I now feel like I'm actually going to... Uh potentially let myself down after such a good intro. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you, you pretty much laid it out there. You know, I, I, I say that, um, you know, honestly, at the core, I'm, I'm, I'm a sales and marketing guy. That's what I do. I uh, create opportunities uh, for folks to 
have solutions solved um, or rather problems solved by the solutions that my companies provide. That's what we do. And I think that's kind of like, that's at the very core of every entrepreneur's journey. Don't have any, you know, kind of illusions of grandeur or anything like that. Like we get paid to solve people's problems. That's it. It's really that simple. And if actually, if you keep it that simple inside in that furnace, the burns deep inside of you as that problem solver, if you keep it that simple, it's much, much harder to screw it all up. Uh, and I think that's, you know, out of everybody that I know that has become successful in business, they keep that very, very simple at the core. All I'm doing is just providing solutions to people's problems. And if I do it well enough with enough class and with enough long-term mentality attached to it, then I get the opportunity to be blessed to be able to put a price tag on it. Uh, and everybody's happy at the end of the day. Yeah, that's fantastic. And thank you for bringing it so simple because you're right. We complicate the heck out of business and it really mm -hmm. is that simple. And just adding to it, Startup Nation, getting very clear on who your people are. Who are those people you want to spend your life's work solving their problems, right? And, and be part of their life and, and create lasting relationships with them where they invite you in. Hey, here's my next problem. And he, can you help me with this? Yes, I can. Here's my new product. Here's my new program. So yeah. Chris, let's get into it. But before we do, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I think not many people know, although I do share it from time to time, but you'd have to be checking every single Instagram story that I post to make sure you didn't miss it. And time to time I do share it though, is that I'm a bonsai practitioner and uh, have been uh, on and off for many, many years, but have certainly got well and truly back into the hobby uh, over the last year with lockdown and everything. So um, yes, I like to snip away at little baby trees in my spare time, amongst other things. <laughs> it's very Daniel son, very Miyagi. Very well done. Hey, like no, that. hey, you know, you joke about the karate kid. I think, you know, if you were to poll, if you were to poll a hundred Western bonsai practitioners, mm -hmm. I, I would say 90 of them would say they got into it because of that movie, myself that. included. That's influence that, right that. there. Yeah. Let's influence. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's get into this, right? You started your business. Now, obviously your business has morphed and grown based on the problems of the people that you're serving. Um, but take us back to year one of your existing business, okay? Your existing business, your personal brand, because that's what you help people do is really create those personal brands uh, that become profitable businesses. So take us back to year one and how did you pick your people? Uh, how did you find their number one pain point? And then how did you create a product around that that they actually wanted to pay you for? You know, it's interesting. Um, out of our group of companies is, is not your usual group of companies in regards to the online business world. So we have a call center facility, which is very much B2B, B2C stuff. And then we have a VA recruiting company, which is Virtual Starfinder. And then we have Upana, which is the youngest of the three businesses. Uh, the call center has been around 14 years. And so um, I built it in that order as well. Call center first, VA recruiting second, Upana third. But now we actually help people 
in a reverse order of that, where we help people figure out what they want to be known for, who they can serve, who their, you know, their, their, their perfect customer avatar is. And based on their experience, their expertise and their personality, how they can help those people that come into their world. After a certain period of time of running that business, and most people start running it on their own, it's a solopreneur type of thing to begin with. After a little while, they're going to need help, which is where the VA company comes in. Now they're hiring VAs to help them run, support, and grow their business. And further down the line, if they really want to scale, and we're talking, you know, multi six figure type businesses want to go from, you know, two to three to 400,000 up to a million plus in a year. At that point, you need teams of people underneath you. You need customer service. You need marketing. You need a whole bunch of other stuff, right? So that's where the call center company comes into play. So it's been very, very interesting to see how I've reverse engineered what I reverse engineered to be able to have the business that we've got in place today. But that's actually how it works. But at the very core of Youpreneur uh, as an offering is we will do exactly that. We will help you figure out what it is you want to be known for based on your expertise and your personality and the people that you want to serve. And from there, we move forward into creating what we call the Youpreneur ecosystem of products and services so that you can ultimately provide solutions to those folks' problems, no matter what part of the journey they're on with you. Because the analogy that I like to use above and beyond everything else is that when somebody turns up to your restaurant to eat, your restaurant has to be open. It can't be closed because, and this is an analogy that I, I use based off a, a real life experience of myself and my wife when we we're in Hong Kong. A couple of friends said, oh, you got to go to this restaurant in Wan Chai. It's fantastic. So we go and it's close to renovations. But what did we do? Did we go back to the hotel hungry? No, we went and found somewhere else to eat. So the analogy is that you don't want to close your doors to people, no matter where they are on their journey. You want to make sure that people don't go to another restaurant, that they stay with you for many, many years. So you've got to think about ways, and this is why we call it the ecosystem, to consistently upgrade what it is you're doing for your clients so they stick around with you rather than flying away and continuing to grow somewhere else. And that's what we focus on. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So speak to Startup Nation right now because they're stuck in one of two or three areas that mm -hmm. are very common to you. They're stuck in identifying who their people are, getting very clear about that because they could help this person. They could help this person. They could help this person. They like all three of those types of people, yep. but how do they yep. know which is the one that's going to work for them long-term? Um, yep. Or, right, they have identified that those people, their ideal client, but they don't, this, this ideal client has so many problems. They don't know which is the right problem to really help them with, which one they have expertise in. Uh, and then the third is maybe they have both of those in play, but they don't know how to come up with a good product that the client is willing to pay for, not a good product that they think the client's willing to pay for, but client actually wants to pay for. Like help them walk through those three uh, common sure. issues and, and get past that in this episode? Well, it's actually the same answer for all three of those problems, which is a good thing because you thing. won't be able to forget this. Uh, the answer is talk to your prospects. 
That's it. Talk to them. To go number one, figuring out who it is you want to serve. I always say to our, our clients when they first start working with us through our coaching programs, what are things that people come to you on, on the regular for help with? You know, what questions are they asking? And you will usually find that there are two or three things that people come to you for over and over and over and over and over again, right? And let's just use, say, the example of like a health coach, for example. Like so somebody will come to you, if you're a health coach, they'll come to you over and over and over again um, with how can I lose weight or how can I recover from this surgery or how can I prevent, you know, cancer coming back, for example, like three, three simple things right there. So you say to yourself, well, okay, well, you know, these are the types of things that people are coming to me over, uh, over and over and over again for out of the people that I'm speaking with and I'm talking with, and they're giving me that information. Who are the folks I really enjoy chatting with? Cause if there's one thing that I know to be sure, like 100% true, Joseph, is that we're only here for a certain period of time. This is finite. Life is about as finite as it gets. And when your time is done, it's basically done. So if we spend so much time at work, quote unquote, then you better make sure that you're actually enjoying what you're doing and you're working with folks who fire you up, right? Uh, to quote Marie Kondo, who, you know, spark you joy, right? If you're not getting no joy sparked, then there's something systematically broken there. So figuring out what it is that people come to you for over and over again with help on. And then number two, looking at the types of people that do come to you over and over again uh, and figuring out the types of people that you really like to work with. To use the health coach analogy again, or example again, rather, well, I like to work with, I'm a health coach that likes to work with men in their 40s who uh, are looking to lose weight. Okay, well, now what we've done is niched down, or as my American brothers and sisters would always correct me on, niched down, right? So we've niched things down from just saying, I'm a health coach that helps people lose weight. No, now I'm a health coach who helps men in their 40s lose weight. So much smaller demographic of individuals, but because I'm going that much further into that type of person, my marketing messages can be more on point. My sales messages can be more on point. And obviously, the solutions of the problems that I'm solving in courses and books and speaking and coaching programs, all of those things can become way more targeted and way more specific as well. And that takes us on to the last part in terms of figuring out what to sell. Because once you know what people want, creating what they truly need becomes a lot easier, not only just to create, but also to sell as well. And so this is why it always makes me laugh when people say, oh, I need to close more sales. I want to close people. I'm like, what does that even mean, like closing them? Like just do everything right in the sales process up to that point. Prospect, qualify, build rapport, gain trust, present your solution to whatever problem it is you're talking about, overcome objections, present again, benefits, features, bosh. The close happens all by itself, fundamentally, and people end up giving you their credit card details and you don't have to ask for them. So ultimately, they're the answers to your three questions, but they all come down to the one defining most important thing is that 
ask. Ask people, talk to people. You know, I created a phrase years ago uh, called P2P. It was based on the B2B, B2C thing. So P2P is people to people. And the premise behind this is that people want to do business with other people, not logos, not websites, not big brands. They want to get to know the people that they're actually in in cahoots with, they're actually working with, they're learning from, they're investing with. And so, you know, just get in the conversations, man, and ask a question and shut the heck up. Because when people open their mouths, they give you information. Information is like currency in the sales business. The more currency you've got, the more you can buy. Mm. So you broke that down really well and, and very simple. However, executing it Sometimes we run into snags, we run into speed bumps along the way. What if the person that you know you're meant to serve, that you get lit up serving, uh, the problems that they really need help with that spark your joy are very vulnerable problems that they don't want to share with the world, that they don't want to ask for help about, even though you you and everyone around them sees they're suffering, they're in pain. I'll give you an example. Uh, men over 40 don't like talking about, and I'll put that this out there, uh, they don't like talking about their porn addictions. They don't like talking about their sex addictions. They don't like talking about the problems that they're having in their marriage with their spouse. And they are by no means ready to ask for help in these areas, especially to another dude, for example, because they have to show up in society looking like they have it all figured out, like they're okay. How do you you, uh, tap into um, those real problems that are causing all the symptoms in their life when your ideal client may not be ready to share that? Is that a fair question? Yeah, it's a great question. It's super fair, but I'll shoot it down pretty quickly if that's fair enough as well. And that is that um, if they're not ready to talk about it, then they're not a real prospect. Because real prospects have problems that they are happy to talk about uh, in regards. And when we talk about prospect, when it comes to prospective customers, it's people that you know you have a true solution to a proper problem. Now, I might have a eight, you know, an eight-video course that shows people or shows men in their 40s how to overcome a porn addiction, for example, right? But unless they're willing to say, yes, that's me, I qualify, I'm a qualified prospect, I'll buy that course. And like you very clearly stated, not many people are going to, you know, go ahead and admit to that. Unless they become a qualified prospect, all they are is just a prospect. Mm. And so my, my, my kind of focal point here is everything that I do is it's like the old analogy of, you know, leading a horse to water, but you can't make it drink it. Right. Um, one of the biggest things that the coaching industry has to deal with is people investing in a coach, whether it be one-on-one or in a group setting, uh, and then not showing up to the coaching calls or not taking action on the advice that they're given or not following the steps needed in this coaching program to get to six figures, for example. I can't, I, there's nothing I can do for somebody like that. If you're not going to take the action to do the work, there's no way I'm going to be able to help you make six figures. But if you show up ready to learn and put into action what you actually learn, 
then I know I'm going to be able to help you solve that problem. So I think it, it comes, there's a difference between a prospect and a qualified prospect. And it's down to us as the professionals that we are and as the entrepreneurs that we are to try and qualify those prospects by asking questions and providing surveys, you know, opportunities for people to kind of self-segment on email lists that we might set up and all the cool, sexy things that we can do uh, as online entrepreneurs nowadays um, to be able to ultimately, you know, put them into a qualified bucket. But until then, they're just, uh, you know, they're casual readers, viewers, listeners at the end of the day. Mm. You can't force people in submission. You just Thank can't. you for Thank you for clearing that up, right? Because so many of us, we spend so much time and energy and resources uh, trying to convert those people who are not ready to buy yet. Yep. Is that true? Yep. Absolutely. Way too much time. Now, I'm not saying that you should be like, you know, a complete quitter. And, you know, would you, would you like this? No. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, come on. We can do better than that. We all know we can do better than that. Well, what is it about this that, doesn't fire you up or, you know, is it the wrong time right now? Would you like me to reach out again at some point in the future? Like you don't just lay down, roll over and forget about that as a potential sale, for example. Um, but with that being said, I think there comes a time and this comes with nothing but experience. You can't bottle this and sell it. Uh, you know, you have to have thousands of those conversations before you can call a time waster when you see a time waster. Uh, I've been doing this since I was 17 years old. I'm uh, 48 next month. So I've been doing it a long, long time. And I can call a time waster out pretty quickly, pretty quickly nowadays. Um, and it just, it is what it is. But I think the biggest issue here are these inner imposter alerts that we get. Uh, particularly nowadays where, and particularly with people who are on that journey to their first six figures, um, where they're scrolling through Instagram and they're seeing other people who have been doing it a lot longer than them. And they're so much more successful and they've got so much more money. And so many more people love them. But what you don't understand is you're on step number six or seven and they're on step number 60 or 70. And you shouldn't be comparing yourself with them. And those imposter alerts that kind of fire into our neurons in our brain, they actually slow down the growth towards 600, more so than not putting in the work to be able to create something to solve somebody's problem. So it's like, yeah, why would they buy for me? Why would they buy my course when his course is being around three times as long and it's $50 cheaper or whatever? Right. So I, I think there's, there's a generally speaking, this is the way I look at it. There, there are five things. Um, and I've, I've memorized these because we've, we've broken them down quite considerably. There are five big things as to reason why people don't grow as quickly as they want. Um, and by the way, it's a lot easier to get the six figures than most people think it is. Uh, it's a lot harder to go from six to seven figures. It's incremental at that point, but it's a lot easier, I think, to go from zero to six. But these are the five re reasons why they don't do it as quickly as they want. Number one, the inner imposter alerts. They hit us up and there's they can really slow us down. Number two is we get too comfortable too soon on in the journey. So we get up to those 50, 60, 70 grand, 80 grand years, and we're like, yeah, man, this is good. You know, I'm going to take my foot off the gas, take it easy for the next couple of months. How can you expect to get to six figures and do that? It doesn't work. So we get too comfortable. 
We take our foot off the gas. The third thing is that we're focused on the wrong strategies. Let me say that again. We're focused on the wrong strategies. We see other people doing stuff and we're like, you know, shiny object syndrome. I got to do that. I got to do that. I got to do that. But it's not working two, three months down the line, we're still trying to do it because it looks cool because someone else is doing it. But if it's not working for you, then it's the wrong strategy for you, your clients, your industry, your product, whatever it is, you should stop doing it and move on to something else. Number four is that they quit too early. You know, Malcolm Gladwell, the tipping point, they're right at the top, man. They're right at the top of the summit. They're just about to go over to the top where on the other side, everything gets so much easier, but they quit right before the peak of that summit and they go back down again because that's the easy way out. So I see a lot of people quitting too early and that's a lot of, it's a lot of reasons why people don't hit their six figures. And then lastly, and I'll be a little controversial here, they avoid doing the work. They avoid doing the work. Society has led us into a self-indulgent uh, brain reset where we just assume that things should just fall in our lap without doing any massive amount of work. And that just is not the case at all. If you want something, you've got to go after it. I was talking with my 12-year-old son literally this morning about this, where he was talking, he was a little upset with some of his low, his uh, last uh, school year's report cards uh, uh, results. And I said to him like, well, you didn't put in the extra work. You did what you needed to do, which got you to where you got to. But if you wanted higher grades, you needed to show up more. You know, if you say you can't do it, you won't do it. But if you say you can do it, there's a heck of a lot more likelihood of you actually achieving those grades. Uh, Bruce Lee, I'm a big fan of. He sits on my, my fridge here behind me. Um, Bruce would say that a target is not always meant to be hit. Sometimes it is just there to have something to aim at. So very true. So I think combination of those five things and uh, just having the right mentality is is, you know, that's the recipe to the success. Avoid those five things and uh, just focus on the prize. It's a lot easier than most people think it is. All right, Startup Nation. Chris Ducker is just dropping his wisdom explosions here for you. Uh, again, he is the host of Youpreneur Podcast. You can find him at youpreneur.com. Um, and we're speaking today with him on two two real powerful subjects, I believe. The first he just laid out uh, is five reasons why people don't grow as quickly as they want. That's you. And then the second is qualifying prospects who are actually ready to buy. Like, how do you qualify them rather than just force them into the sale or close them, as he was saying? All right. So definitely click replay and make sure you're t you've been taking notes. Don't miss anything. Uh, implement what he spoke about today and you will move forward closer to your goal much faster than if you didn't. So Chris, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur or a youpreneur? Uh, taking any day of the week off whenever I want to. Yeah, 
I enjoy that as well. Beach day Fridays. I like it here in Tampa, Florida, USA. Uh, what's your least favorite thing about being a youpreneur? Uh, oh, that's a really good question. Um, I don't, I don't think I've got a fast answer for you. I will say that, um, I think that sometimes I tend to put a little bit more pressure on myself because I'm seen as that leader, uh, than I really need to. Fact is I've got, you know, almost 18 years of experience under my belt as an entrepreneur. I can talk about anything with anyone when it comes to business. Uh, but I think because I'm seen as that leader, I can sometimes beat myself up a little bit and want to consistently over deliver all the time, which is really not needed because, uh, I can drop those value bombs anyway. That's right. You just did today, man. <laughs> All right. So what are you most afraid of? Hmm. Dying early. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Let's keep yeah. it real. Dying Let's early. It. Let's keep it real. Uh, yeah. I want to see all my kids very happily married with lots of grandchildren uh, before I uh, decide to go up and join the big guy. So, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, that's hardcore. That I think every dad, almost every dad will probably come back with an answer like that, I think. Yeah, I get that. And I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our lives. It's just part of being human. What are you currently sure. struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? I am, uh, yeah, I'll be honest with this. I am struggling currently right now with getting over a hump in my fitness. I have plateaued over the last couple of years. And I just can't seem to grow any more muscle. I just can't seem to go any further on the treadmill or on the cross trainer. There's something funky going on. I've just literally started working with a nutritionist who's handling all of my nutrition and my supplements. So I'm hoping that might give me a little bit of an edge. Got it. Do you think there's a some kind of block in your mind, uh, some kind of tipping point going on there, or do you think it's just uh, strictly a physical thing? Just I, I, yeah, I honestly think it's probably physical at this point. I'm pretty. I'm not a hardcore kind of fitness freak or anything. I work out because going back to the initial, uh, the earlier answer, I want to stick around for as long as I can. Mm -hmm. um, I don't particularly like exercise. I, I do it. I don't dislike it, but I do it. Um, I, th I think it's, I think it's a physical thing. I think I've just got to figure out what my body wants when it wants it and try and get some customized subs and that sort of type of thing going on. Got it. What I'm hoping it's going to be that easy to fix. Right. <laughs> You're like, I hope it's not emotional or spiritual. Um, what, what did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Hmm. Probably working. Got it. Yeah. Right. I think That's because of the fact that I couldn't travel, which very meta is usually for business, you know, 80% of the travel is for business. Um, I guess I kind of just looked at it as an opportunity to kind of just spend more time maxing out numbers, grow, you know, growing the companies uh, that we have in, in certain different areas. I definitely, it's not like I worked longer hours or anything like that. I just felt, I feel like I was very much more plugged into the business over the last year uh, than I have been maybe in recent years, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know? Got it. What secret what fear do you have about people? Oh, easy. Um, 
that they don't like me that they that they uh they they don't they don't get value from participating in conversation with me that sort of type of thing you know i did the uh, I, can, I can never pronounce it properly the enagram enagram mm-hmm. test or whatever it is mm-hmm. i'm a i think i'm a i'm the uh the good lord i can't remember even what i am now the not the vision the visionary maybe the visionary or the perfectionist something like mm-hmm. that and like right out of the gate it's like you care about you care way too much about what people think about you so yeah that's that's always my thing It's a two-edged sword. It drives us to serve people, but it also limits us uh, in our belief that we are actually serving people, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, What do you wish you had learned? And I will say, I think it's important for people to understand as well, this is not me looking to try and boost my ego. I don't need that. This is me actually, I guess, probably, and I think we're all chasing this down in regards to like wanting genuine recognition for what we put out into the world. Um, and I think that we've become such a massive society of consumers that a lot of the time we just consume, 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 and we don't drop a quick message to the people that we consume from. Like as a podcaster yourself, I know already one of the things that fires you up the most is when people reach out to you and say, dude, that last episode was amazing. I took this, this, and this away. That's what you want, right? As a content creator. And so, yeah, I think it's more along those lines rather than some sort of self-limiting belief or anything like that. It's interesting because when I do get messages from my audience, they typically all start the same way. I know you're super busy and you probably get emails like this all the time. However, I wanted to say, etc. Right. And then they do the affirmation. And I almost want to reply, actually, you'd be surprised how many people don't take the time to do what you just did. Yes. Right. So it's a misnomer there. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Uh, The art of delegation. Um, I burned out pretty hardcore in 2009. Hospital time, uh, depression, uh, led to me having back surgery. Mm. Um, and that was because I was doing the eight people's jobs, uh, working 16 hours a day. So yeah, delegation without a doubt. Here's the thing. 2010 was the year that I removed myself from the business. We actually hired eight people that year to do all the things that I'd been doing. And we had the best year ever up to that point in our history as a company. And I weren't even in the office all that much. So it just goes to show you, we can believe our own hype way too much. So true. What's a new habit you want to create, Chris? I think I want to spend, uh, I think I want to spend more time with my faith in the week. Um, It's not that I don't pray every day. I do. It's not that I don't go to church every Sunday with the family because I do. Um, it's, I think I just need, you know, you know, you kind of meditate, like I meditate every morning. I use the calm app, but I think, you know, prayer can also be extremely meditative in its qualities as well. And, uh, I think a little extra, a little extra focused on prayer from, from time to time might be a very, very good thing. I don't think anybody would say it's going to be a bad thing. I want to just go deeper with that. Is that a nice to have for you as far as a goal or is that a must have? Uh, I think at this point, if I'm to be very honest, it's probably a nice to have because I feel pretty committed in my faith and pretty connected uh, with God in my own ways. Um, 
I don't think it's a must have. I think it's a nice have. And if that's the case, actually, then it probably becomes that much more sweeter as and when it starts kind of taking place. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and do that a little bit more. Awesome. What's a bad habit you want to break? Ice cream. <laughs> we Dude, got that fake. actually might that that might go back to the health plateau. Yeah, thank you. Let me guess. Is it ice cream at night by chance? Uh it's actually not. Um, okay, okay, okay. No, it's it's like a mid-afternoon thing. You know, oh, that's this is one of the bad things about one of the bad things about working at home is that you can walk into your kitchen whenever you want. Right. So um I deserve yeah, a happen. dessert. You know, yes. I just crushed it. I deserve a dessert. Let me go get one. Yeah. With sprinkles. With this sprinkles, time. of With course. With sprinkles. Pick no, three I, words. <laughs> pick three words to describe who you are now. Um assertive. Three words is tough. I'm definitely assertive. I'm definitely more thankful than ever. And I would say uh I'm probably more aware, more self-aware than I have been. Yeah, got that. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Um, hardworking. Uh, a little blind, perhaps, as to what it was going to take. But I got over that pretty quickly. Um, and probably just hyper-focused, hyper-focused. And last question, Chris, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, business, life, relationships, all of it, what would you say to them? This is an easy one, man. It's so easy. It might be hard for some, but for me, this is an easy one. I'm going to go to Zig Ziglar for this. Zig would say, you can have everything in life that you want as long as you help as many other folks get what they want. And I believe that's 100% true in all aspects of life, not just business. Mm. And I think that sums up this episode, kind of like a full uh, spin around here. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first six figures, their first 100K in the next 12 months? Yeah, that's also an easy one. You know, understand that the only thing standing in between you achieving that goal or not is going to be your own inner voice. If you believe that you've got what you've got and it's good and it's solid and it helps people, it is your job to get out there into the world and make sure that they discover it, plain and simple. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have much pity for folks who, who, um, who don't take the action towards their goals. I think, you know, it, you you got to believe in what you're what you're putting out into the world, and once you do, uh, everything becomes so much easier. Mm, awesome. Chris, you got a personal branding roadmap uh, for my audience, Startup Nation. Um, how do they listen to your show? Where do they get the roadmap? What do you got for them? Yeah, they can just get, they can literally just head over to chrisducker.com uh, or they can head over to youpreneur.com. One of those two URLs, be able to get the roadmap, the podcasts, videos, socials at Chris Ducker. Got any questions, send me a DM on Instagram. I often say that the gram is my jam when it comes to social. And 
yeah, man, you know, I'd love to hear from anybody that's listened in. Fantastic. Chris Ducker, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you, brother. Right back at you. Hey, Startup Nation. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to my show. Whenever you're ready, there are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab your free 10-day training at first100k.com. That's first100k.com. Number two, get your hands on a copy of my new book, Your First 100K, How to Make Six Figures in Under 12 Months at josephwarren.net. That's josephwarren.net. And number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or one-on-one level at blowuprocks.com. That's blowuprocks.com. I'll see you next week on your first 100K. And remember that wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey, you're just 100K away.